Hello, my name is Chance, and you are currently listening to A Chance to Strive. So basically, um, this is kind of like a new year type thing. I know we kind of like dropped an episode around there already, but I feel like this is now like we're getting back in the groove for this new upcoming year. And I just want to say it's kind of like the things that I said I wanted to start getting into. This was kind of like me getting everything out the way first. So that way, like I wouldn't constantly keep on taking little breaks. So it's kind of like before I really got into it, I want to make sure I had everything straight. And so basically for the first day back, I didn't really kind of like I wanted to get back in the groove of things. I didn't want to hop onto me like going straight into like going in depth about like one or two topics and stuff like that. Like I'm probably going to go back to, which means like I'm probably going to try to get more suggestions in terms of like not questions, but more like topics people want. And then I'll get to be able to work on those topics on the side and then I'll be able to bring them to you guys, you know, okay, like every two weeks biweekly and stuff like that. So basically, like I said, um, to get back in the groove of things, we're going to do a Q&A. Um, this is one of the Q&As I ended up, I was going to try to come, I think it was like a week or two ago. And then I ended up having a paper that I had to do. So the que- I just had the question saved. Of course, I never deleted them because I feel like that's me wasting people's time to ask for questions and then none of them get used at all. So I wouldn't want to do that to anybody. So basically, I'm going to randomly p- pick them out of random. Like I just have the screenshots from like the... Um, replies I've gotten on Instagram. So I think the first question we're just going to go is uh, advice on losing virginity. I'm going to just keep this one short because I feel like I've randomly spoken about this before, but if someone requests it, then they didn't didn't see it. Um, Just take your time. I feel like so many people try to rush you in this generation, especially because it's like what we deem as power. It's like, I don't know. I feel like everything has been sexualized because sex sells and we're in the day and age where it's kind of like social media is at its peak where exposure and everything like that is high. Everybody wants to do whatever it takes to stay in the light of things. And I've noticed that, which is kind of like why I took a step back from social media, because at times people require certain things of you and you just want to take a break from that and stuff like that. So I don't know. The culture is just very much very sexualizing to anything. It doesn't even matter what it is. So it's kind of like just take your time. Like, it makes no sense to want to rush into doing something if you don't necessarily care about it. Just because everybody else makes it such a huge priority, I don't think it also needs to be that big of a priority for you as well. So it's like when it happens for you, it happens. But if you're trying to force it, you're most likely going to end up regretting it. And you also shouldn't put too much value in your first time. Don't don't have your expectations set too high, especially if that person is also their first time. It'll get better along the way. Um, how can you help someone from falling out of love? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. That is a route that you do not want to go down. It's like, the thing is, it's not as black black and white as it may seem. Because it's kind of like, for me, the the way I'm taking it is kind of like, you notice somebody may no longer be just as interested as you. You feel like they're not investing as much energy. Like the, their interest in the relationship just isn't the same. Like you feel them slipping away. For me to be like, oh, no, I need to fight for this person. Right. I don't mind to fight for some. Like, I don't mind fighting for someone. But the idea that I have to fight to convince you that I'm worth it, that I'm good enough for you to stick around. It's just, it's not even being a prideful person, but for me, it's more of so, 
a level of respect that you have to have for yourself. If this person has been with you, right, and they notice and they got to see you, like you gave them access to you, they got to indulge in that and they got to know you, they got to understand you and everything like that. They spent time with you. If they didn't recognize that, oh, my God, this person is amazing. I want to stick by them. Then you probably should let them walk away. But on the other side of that, just because I want to I don't know which side you're asking for. I want to give something to both both perspectives. If it's at a point where you can hold yourself accountable for that person slipping away because you introduced them to this version of yourself. And then let's just say for whatever happened, you were incapable of being consistent to that person. Right. So at a certain point, you weren't doing the things that you were doing in the beginning. There were certain times where you neglected that person's emotions. You know, there are certain times you were dismissive to their emotions. Let's just say there were times where you were messing up to the point where they felt like they had to move away. Not because they didn't see how amazing you were, but they that person that was so amazing wasn't the same person they had in front of them. If it comes from a perspective like that, I think at a point you have to sit somebody down and you explain that you understand everything you did wrong. And then I think the biggest part is like the sorries don't necessarily mean enough because so many people say sorry and then it's the same repetitive cycle that you go back into. In other words, the person is not really sorry. It's to me, you manipulate someone if you say sorry for something and then you have no expectation to change because you understand what an apology is supposed to stand for. You understand what is communicating that what is communicating to that other person. So for me, it's at that point where it's like you have to apologize and acknowledge everything that you did. And without pointing fingers at, but it was this, but it, like just know but this is on me and I'm going to fix it. And this is how I think the biggest thing for people is kind of like you apologize, but it's very it's not substantial. It's one of those things where everybody can just say it and then you wouldn't necessarily know you should I believe this until way later down the line until it may be too late. So for me, it's one of those things where it's kind of like you have to communicate to the person. This is how I plan on doing better. Or so it's kind of like now I know like now both of you guys are on the same page and y'all know what to expect out of each other. Well, they know what to expect out of you and you know what to expect out of yourself. So it's one of those things that becomes very clear. It's not like. I mean, I don't know if they're working on this. No, like you communicated to them. This is how I'm going to do that. So it's not going to be hard for that person to decipher whether or not you're really changing. So and it also makes it easier for you. You know what they're looking out for. You know what you're supposed to be doing. So for me, from that perspective, I think you just have to work your way back into that person's heart the same way you got in there the first time. But this time you have to do it without making the same mistakes that you made previously. Um. See, what's the next question we're going to get to? Staying in an unhealthy relationship because you, quote unquote, love that person. Or leave for your own mental sanity. Um, see, there's there's something that I've recently learned, you know, which was kind of like a bummer. But it was like a reality check. You know, love isn't always enough. You know, at times I felt like, you know, I've fallen out of love with this person. Maybe it wasn't real love. That it's like I could always tell that, right? And then imagine getting in a situation where it's like the love is on both ends, but somehow for some weird reason, it's not enough. In your whole entire life, you've believed if two people who had a decent dynamic 
always loved each other, that would be enough. But that's not necessarily the case. And I get it there. And I realize why it's like certain people will be like, oh, in this marriage, it's kind of like we had like a few bad years, but we loved the rest. It's kind of like, but that's a big risk. Like that's that's a lot of faith that you're putting into. I'm hoping things will go back to they were hoping things will go back to the way they were. And it's kind of like a lot of people don't necessarily get that luxury of making it back to those moments with that person. And for me, it's just like, it may be worth it if you guys have such a long future in front of you. You feel me? If it's like, if there's so many things down the line you end up accomplishing together, I feel like that's great and you should stay for love. But I don't think love requires you to sacrifice yourself. And that's kind of the thing where it's kind of like, as much as you may love someone, if they are incapable of loving you, you do have to take that as a sign where this isn't going to work. I understand, like, the need to want to be there for that person, the attachment, the history. But at the end of the day, it's like to love like when you're when you love this person, when you're expressing your love for them, it's a happy thing. You want to experience that as a good moment. Like you want that to be a great memory both of you guys can look back on. And how great are those memories going to be if in the back of your mind you're always going to understand how much you had to sacrifice for the sake of making this possible. And for me, I just don't think that's enough. The idea of you sacrificing yourself to love someone or to do what's best for them is just ridiculous because if you're willing to go to that extent, then there's no reason why they shouldn't be they shouldn't be able to sacrifice something as well to make sure you don't feel this way to to make sure you're not sacrificing your mental health just to continue loving someone that's supposed to be a good thing you shouldn't have to be hurt from doing things like that in my opinion ah uh, <laughs> how, how do you I feel like at this point, y'all know y'all can ask anything y'all want, but I feel like a lot of you guys really do want my opinions on like these relationship things. And it's like everybody, no matter what age you guys are at, y'all are dealing with some of the same shit. It's just like with different people. Um, how do you deal with a partner who doesn't love affection the way you do? Who doesn't love affection the way you do? I think you're trying to say who doesn't show affection the same way you do. Or, like, if they don't like how you express your affection with them. I'm guessing if you're saying, like, there's some level of disconnect when you guys are showing affection. Right? I'm going to take it as that. I can't, I can't give you my opinion on that. Because for me, it's just, like, I feel like... Okay, right? Okay. There are compromises. I feel like if you guys do not show affection the same way or you guys or there's some level of disconnect when y'all are trying to show affection to each other because y'all are intrigued by different things or like because y'all like different things. I feel like at that point you can try to compromise with certain things, right? For me, it's just like I've been with a person where it's like they didn't always want to cuddle. And I'm like, I'm a very touchy person. You know, like I want my cuddles going to sleep. Like, you know, like I want to spoon you. Like, I want your head on my chest, like sh stuff like that. But they weren't that type of person 24 seven. There were times where it's kind of like the most we would do was like, we would put our legs on top of each other or something like that. Like some level of compromise was kind of like, Hey, we're touching, but not 
oh my god you're overwhelming me because for certain people as much as you you're a touchy person you think that's a sign of affection it's a sign of love to certain people when they are incapable of getting their own space a lot of the times they feel suffocated and stuff like that and especially for someone who's introverted i'm not saying that happens more with them but in terms of like how they process their energy they're not that person where they constantly want to be aware that someone is receiving or they're in the light of somebody else sometimes it's kind of like being able to pull away like turning around before they're going to sleep something where they're they're in their own world allows them to reset and i feel like that's an important thing for certain people so it's kind of like yeah but in terms of that i don't think i don't know i just don't feel like you should be in a relationship where you guys are terrible at showing affection the same way because i feel like that's such like a needed thing it's such a reassuring thing to have in a relationship and to not be able to give each other that I'm not saying it wouldn't work but i'm just saying there would need to be certain compromises or certain, someone would have to be giving something up at the end of the day it's just a matter of is it worth it for the person that you're with and everything else that your relationship entails um religion pros and cons heavy on the cons um, I'm not going to sit here and shit religion, which I feel like that's what you're trying to get me to do. Uh, I think in general, for people that are religious, I think it's a great thing to have a belief system. And it's something that holds you accountable for your actions. It's it's a moral law that you put on yourself. Like, I do this. I'm not going to do that. It's a way to have this level of self-discipline. But knowing that the self is connected to a higher being as well at the same time. So for me, it's kind of like, I think the cons. Like, I think of it, like, in terms of, like, conceptually, it's a great thing to get into. Like, just being, just having a belief system. I feel like a lot of people, it's kind of like, there's so many things available to you to believe in. And to have something that's so, at times, pure, without the influence of modern day world, I think certain things like that, it's a little bit virtuous in a way. So it's kind of like, I respect it. The one part of religion that I don't like being someone who has been who was raised in a church and everything like that is this it's us against you. I'm better than you because I know the truth. Like it's that mindset that certain people have where they belittle other people when it's kind of like the word we're supposed to follow. The God that we're, we believe in says otherwise it says you're supposed to be accepting to everyone. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like it, it also confuses the whole purpose of the message they're trying to give, which is kind of like God is supposed to change your life. You're not supposed to change your life before you try to build a bond with God. If you're somebody who smokes, oh damn, like it, it is also, I'm just going to explain this because this is a funny thing that I feel like people that are too religious kind of mess up for a lot of people that actually might want to even explore this or like see if this is for them. Right. This idea when you believe in a God or you believe in a higher being, right? It's kind of like you want to better your life. Like you believe your relationship through them because of because they allow you to be a better person. And the outcome of that is something that you can thank them for. So for me, when it comes to stuff like that, it's kind of like that's something where it's like the bond that y'all have is supposed to create. It's supposed to create this better you. And a lot of people it's kind of like, oh, no, I do this. I do that. I clearly can't go to God. I clearly can't praise God. You're telling me, right? I have tattoos. I put tattoos on my body. Now, for the rest of my life, I can't have a relationship with God because I know so many religions says you are not, that is a sin. You can't do that. 
that wouldn't make sense. It's this idea that if God forgives all, right, then how come I make one mistake and I'm just I'm just excluded out of that word? It wouldn't make sense. You smoke, you have a relationship with God. Eventually, you may be like, you know what? I want to focus more on my my faith. I'm going to drop smoking. See how that works? When you're balancing two things, and at a certain point, if you realize one of them doesn't really, it doesn't match or it doesn't, it's not something you value, you're going to drop it. And if that's, if you want to stick to smoking, you want to drop religion, that's something you're capable of doing, but at least you explored options. So the idea of staying limited because you're not this pure being that's deserving of following a faith, it just doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, I'm also not going to shit religion. Um, I know a lot of people go about it the wrong way, but I don't think the issue is religion. Do young men like older women? I'm going to just zoom in this picture and see if this is an older woman asking this. It is. Okay. See what you may be up to. <laughs> um, but uh, I think younger men do it like older women. Yeah, but I think a lot of times for the wrong reasons, I'm not going to lie to you. It's like the idea that I'm thinking of a woman that's older. Majority of the time, men are intrigued by that because we're thinking more years, more experiences. Your experiences can match up to my experiences and it can be a great time. And then in terms of like a man who's looking at it from the logical perspective, I think it's just this level of maturity that they're looking for. And times it's like... If you're some if you're a dude who's mature, a lot of the childish shit that you see certain I won't say women, but certain girls or young adults do, it really is a huge turnoff because you're just like, how the fuck can they not understand what they're doing? So when you see that woman who's older, she's wiser and you know there are certain things she's not gonna indulge in, that very much intrigues the fuck out of a dude if he's looking for something serious or if he's just looking for something that's drama free and understanding which you'll realize in around this age a lot of women are a lot of for me i'll say this is what i see a lot i'm not gonna make anything like that right for me i feel like around this age and before people really get older and stuff like that there's a certain thing where it's kind of like i think women grow out of entitlement because you're raised in a pattern of feeling entitled you cry. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, daddy's little girl. You deserve the whole world. For a dude, they may tell you you can be anything you want to be. They don't tell you you deserve the whole world. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I have been around a lot of kids, a lot of different cultures. I haven't really heard that often for, for a dude in terms of like for a woman. And it's just like, I get it. You're supposed to want like your daughter to want everything in life. Well, I'm going to probably parent my daughter the same way, but at the same way, it's like, I'm going to help her understand that there is different worlds that can be given to you and how you, and how you access onto these different worlds depends on how worthy you are, how worthy you are of actually be, being given that. So for me, it's like, Oh, you deserve the whole world. No, but you do have to understand you need to be this type of person. There are things you can't do and stuff like that. For me, it's kind of like, there's this thing I feel like I see in a lot of women around my age or a little younger. It's this entitlement where it's like, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And I promise you, if you sit there and ask them what type of woman deserves these things, 
what are you talking about? What type of woman deserves these things? Women are great. They deserve all. It's like, I respect it. I, I love women. You feel me? It's like, I was raised by my mother. So I understand the strength in the masculinity that is cap- that a woman is able to muster to nurture her children while there's the absence of a father. I understand that. I have nieces. I see their, how do I say this? Um, I see their innocence. I want to preserve that so much. I I understand that. Like, I'm not a person where it's like I have bad, I've had bad experiences with um, women, and I'm, I, I promise you, I don't. I literally go on my platforms and I talk and I up women and I say things men wish women should understand. Like, you feel me? Like, I be standing on y'all's side. I just want to put that out there. Because, you know, like I said, account- I'm going to just say it now. Accountability is a very bad thing for certain women. Because it's like, if you're entitled, if most of your life, people have allowed you to believe that you can be entitled to things, right? If you, like, I'm just going to, this is going to be like one of the topics and I'm going to go back to the Q&A. We'll just make this a topic because I actually want to talk about it. If you actually think about it, right? When it comes to how fundamentally, like, not in terms of, like, oh, this happens everywhere, right? Just in general, what tends to happen. When you are when you start off at those baby ages, you're, you know, learning to crawl. A boy, like, you get hurt. Oh, you got, no, you got this. Get up, you're not hurt. You're not hurt. I watched me do it literally yesterday with my nephew, right? That's just what we want. You want your son to be strong. You want him to be able to handle things in life, Right? That's the way we, that's the future we imagine for our sons. You know, we want them to be providers. So they need to be able to handle things when it happens to them. Your daughter cries. You want to protect her innocence. She she hurts her. She, she hurts herself, right? Oh, you okay, you okay. No slow kisses, which is great. But I'm just saying there's some, you're communicating something very different to the two. Something happens to you for a dude. Hey. You got to get up. You'll be all right. It probably didn't even happen. No, you didn't get hurt. You didn't get hurt. No, you, you, you're fine. Even if that kid feels that pain, okay, okay, you're convincing him. It's like, I, I got to do this. The daughter is thinking, okay, so I deserve to be protected. I like that. See? And then it's like, you keep on getting, you keep, if you keep on getting older, right? And then at a certain point, for me, for men, it's like, like, like let's just say at that age they tell both, right? You can be anything you want to be. The world is yours, and everything like that. The older you start getting, the mo- the more resistance you start getting from like what is it that you can actually get out of this world? Because I felt like for dudes, it's kind of it comes to a point where it's kind of like people are telling you it's like your status is what matters, how much money you make is what matters, what women are attracted to, women are attracted to money, they're attracted, I'm not saying these are the things, but I'm just saying these are things that start being communicated to you. But then now if we look at the way that, I'm not talking about feminism at all, but I'm just saying there's a part of the movement, not what they're actually doing, but in terms of the narrative that is placed on social media, it's this idea that women deserve everything, it's like this idea, like you demonize men. Oh, men ain't shit. They don't. They, they don't. They don't. They don't do nothing. Like, and I understand where some of it come from. But then there are certain women where it's kind of like I really wish you would, you know, critique your selection criterias a little better. Because I'm just saying, if I am the manager of a company. And everyone I hire quits. I cannot go look for that one thing they have in common and say, all of these people are terrible. I have worked with so many different. No, 
they have something in common, but fun, but there are so many different things about those people that are differently. Like, yeah, we're all men, and oh my God, your experience with them sucked. But are you going to sit here and tell me this dude was the exact same type of person as this dude if you compare their characteristics? No, it wasn't. So for me, it's just like there's a level of lack of accountability. But then when the world tells you, you're right, men really are nothing, even if it really was on your criteria, like the way you were selecting men, the world just reassured you that you don't have to blame yourself and it's not your fault. Men really are terrible. Now you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to use that as a scapegoat. I don't have to hold myself accountable. If you don't have to hold yourself accountable, but then you're also sitting here saying these are the things that I deserve. Do you kind of see why where it's kind of like there's a level of entitlement? You're making requests and no requests can be made out of you because for what, what, what time do you think we're in? A man is going to tell me I should do this and I should do that. Mm-mm. But but I need my man to make this amount. But but I need my man to be this height. But 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 I need my man to have this type of body. Okay, okay, okay. I want my, I want myself, you know, a girl that's like, you know, like a little, little five three. I want her to be skinny. I don't want her to have a lot of weight on. There's an issue with that statement, and that's the difference. It's like, it's like the way society has became because we want to protect women. It's kind of like women can make these selections about what they think is the safest for them to be with. But for a man, it's kind of like if you start saying what the things you want. You know for a fact there are certain criterias you may not speak on because people are just going to be a little sensitive. So for me, I don't know, but I'm just I'm just saying these are women at very early ages. I'm just saying at a certain point when you get into the real world, I think you realize how things work. You can't just sit here and say, I'm deserving of this, 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 and that. And then you expect the world to just be like, okay. It doesn't work. Whatever you say you want, you got to work for it. And if you're not deserving of it, you're going to get fucked over a lot of the times. I'm just saying. But it's like sometimes both genders do have to realize it's kind of like we both play a role in this shit. And it's like you can't fully say it's all on men or it's all on women. We both play our parts. We equally make mistakes that we probably shouldn't make at all. But, yeah, I love how we randomly got into that topic randomly, but. That's the whole reason why I like keeping things authentic. And sometimes it's like, I know certain topics are going to come out of like the Q and A's. Um, okay. About how ninjas don't think about the little things that count. Um, men are not very detail oriented individuals. You can tell this by how you see a lot of guys' rooms are when you go inside of them. I'm not saying guys are dirty, but I'm just saying when I go to a woman's room, I normally see so many different sections, like or, the way you guys organize things and stuff like that. A lot of men tend to not care about those things or they don't value it and they just don't do it. And it's like your ability to pick out this is where this should go. This is where that should go. As much as it's like, it may not seem like it's something that affects you as a person or your personality. What it actually does is you start to be able to notice little things in a person that may apply to the bigger picture. Men don't always see that. So for the, someone, not, but the thing is, it's like if a guy really loves you and they are telling you they're putting their all into you, even if it's not in their nature to be this way. They are going to tell themselves, I know I need to do this because it communicates this to her. 
So it's like, this is not who I am naturally, but I'm going to do it because I know when I do it, you will feel this way or it's going to communicate this to you. And I want to reassure you that way. So if you know the blueprint, you just do it and you don't necessarily complain about what it necessarily takes for it, if that makes sense. Fights. I'm going to read it just like he, he typed it. Fights. But like provoke fights. E. Dot. Okay. Girls hitting men and expecting not to get hit back. Okay, right? <laughs> so for me, the thing is, once a woman has, you know, like closed up her fist... And start swinging. At that point, you have deemed your hands to be bisexual. And if you make that decision, I am a person where it's just like the idea of getting into this point where I'm so angry and I want to hit someone. In general, that takes a lot out of me. Being raised by a single mother my most of my life and everything like that. And just my nieces being in the same house as them, seeing them, like, having been around so many women that I'm super close with that long, for that long in my life. It's hard to see myself get to that point where I'm that angry. I want to hit another woman. It's like the idea is like if you're hitting me, it's like, you know, just a quick little shake. I'm like, chill. Like, you know, something like that I think is fine because you're not, you're not imposing, like, for me, it's like when you're punching a woman, it's like you're imposing your will on them. It's like, this is this is what I'll say. I would never get to that point where I'm doing certain things like that. Because it's just, for me, it's just like, I have to look at myself after that happens. Whether it happens in a private setting and I don't have to deal with people knowing and stuff like that. I understand that I crossed this line that I know as a person, I don't want to cross it. So once I cross that line, I have to look at myself as someone capable and willing to do that. Whether or not I was pushed to do it, I still did it. Like now that's that's who I am. That's th- for me, I feel like that stains my character a lot in terms of like what I believe in and the things that I value. So I wouldn't. But I'm just saying if a woman decides, like I said, to ball up her fist, hits a dude, you deemed your hands bisexual. And if you're choosing to t- to make that decision, I think you're giving that dude the right to also make that decision. One hint, it's like, bro, you, you, you should be smooth. If you good, you good. But if you keep on swinging on a guy at that point, it's like, bro, self-defense at a certain point has to mean something when it's the woman hitting a guy. Like, it just has to. I'm not going to sit here and get beat up and for me to say, because you're a woman, I'm sorry. It just logically, I don't even know what world we could live in for that to actually make sense. Like, I'm going to get assaulted completely. And and people, I'm just like, woman. Yeah. No, bro. It's like, if you're going to sit here and do all this shit, you deserve to be held accountable for your actions. And if the dude hits you at that point, you did this to yourself. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, the dude did nothing wrong. Nah, you've put your hands on a woman and shit like that, but both of y'all in this together. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm just going to delete. I'm just going to forget about everything the woman did just because the dude took it too far. It's like, nah, you provoked this action. That's how it started. And then he went the wrong route by allowing himself to be provoked. But you did this shit. (laughs) 
How does a broken person fix themselves when they don't have anyone to show them? Uh, man, that's actually a good one. Show yourself. I think what a lot of us seem to have in our head is the fact that there are things we don't know. And until someone comes around, we're not going to know them. I don't know why we have this mindset. It just doesn't make sense to me. There is literally not a single thing. The moment you understand the need, right? The moment you understand what needs to be done. That's 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 the biggest part. And I promise you, everything from there on is a matter of how well it can be done. But everything after you have realized what needs to be done can be done. For me in my relationship, right? Like, let's just say from I said my relationship at a certain point when I was in my relationship and I realized I was going the wrong route. I started recognizing those things that made it that way. And then when I was at that point where the relationship ended, but the thing is, I understood certain traits. I understood certain traits of myself that I needed to change and I needed to understand how to go about doing them. Do research like you have. So you have I'm not even saying social media, but you have Google like you can literally say. I'm dealing with PTSD. How do I cope with that? I have an eating disorder. How do I go about going with that? Literally, there is not a single thing. The moment you know what you need to do, go on social media and figure out how to do it. Somebody else has done it. Somebody else cares about it. You will find the answer you need. I think it's just a matter of stop fucking waiting for people to save you. I'm not saying this to like offend anyone or anything like that, but you generally have to get to a point where it's like, you have to say, I don't give a fuck if anybody's going to come around and I'm going to make this change happen for myself. And until and the thing is, it would be it would be great. Like you understand that it would be great if somebody came around, somebody was there to support you. Somebody was there to show you the way. Right. Those things will make certain things a little bit more effortless. But you have to respect yourself enough to say, I know I could do this shit and I'm not going to sit here and make myself suffer because I'm waiting for someone to come around. That's better than me to show me how to be like them. I'd rather take those next steps to make it happen for myself. And if it's going to be a lot harder, fuck it. I got to put in that work. But I know I'm going to feel a lot better working on myself instead of sitting still. So for me, it's like it's hard to recognize what's wrong. And I understand that heavily. I see it happen for so many people. Just the understanding of what's going on with yourself is something a lot of people struggle with. But the moment you figure that answer out, just look it up. Like you have access to so much. Read books. Like you, like I, like you could literally be like top ten books on post traumatic stress disorder, and you'd find them. Like it's one of those things where it's like, just figure it the fuck out, and then put in the work. Stop bullshitting yourself and saying, "Oh, I don't know what to do." You can figure out what to do. That part of the process is something that's up to you. So for me, it's just like. There's no excuse if you can recognize what's wrong. It may take time to solve it. You feel me? And it may not be solved until someone really does come around. But at least you figured out something. At least you started that journey already and stuff like that. How do you keep away from temptation, especially with so many followers, etc.? Um, honestly, it's like. Like people say, the idea of thinking you have options is a thing that sometimes fucks up your outlook on what a great woman is. 
because you see so many different other women. Like I like the thing is having so many followers. I see so many different women that follow me. I see a woman that's a five. I see a woman that's a six. I see a woman that's a seven, an eight, a nine, a ten. I broke my scale. Like oh my god, uh, wait, you're an influencer and you have hundreds and thousands of followers. You have a million followers on your Instagram, and people idolize you. But then you're hitting me up. It's like I have I have had those options and I see all of that. And sometimes it's like the reason why certain people will fight for a relationship is because they know they can't find better, right? I'm like, I'm not I'm not gonna find nothing better else. This is the best that I know that I can do. This is a great person right here. I will invest everything I can into them. How do you think I felt in moments where maybe things got hard and I didn't feel like the person wanted this as much as me? I'm gonna think this is not the best that I can do. I know a shorty that looks better. I know women that are willing, and this is the worst part. It's like options is one thing. Being someone who's an influencer, an artist, whatever it is, if you have some type of clout for a reason, right? To the point where it's kind of like people, like it's just known that people want you. They want you, like. For me, it wasn't like, oh, I have options because like I can talk to this girl and get her to like me. It was literally like, oh, this girl likes me. This girl likes me. This person likes me. Like That's how it works. When people are hitting me up in my DMs, I'm not having to convince them that I'm a great person. No, they see things on social media. They they create this image of me. And if they, fu- and if they like it, if they fuck with it, they're going to hit me up, hoping that it matches with that person they, they made up. But I'm not convincing them I'm a good person. Other people, that's how the options work. It's like, oh, what's up? Back. So it was one of those things where it's like at times I'm like, oh, if I'm requesting certain things out of you and I'm not getting it or we're on a talking stage and and there's so much that I know other people are literally telling me they're willing to do that you're not doing. It's kind of like, damn, there's other options that are literally capable of giving me more. So do I stay? And it was at a point where it's kind of like the way that I wouldn't be tempted is like when I found someone where you have everything that I that I need. It's like a lot of women can say they they were willing to do this and that for me. They are capable of doing things that I want. But the things you really the things I really need are not certain things a lot of women are capable of offering. And when I find someone who is willing to work on those wants that I may have, but they are point they but they are like really they have great characteristics that can really help fulfill my needs that person i value them a lot more because they bring something a little more substantial to the table that i know i'm going to need day in and day out the thing is i'm not a person that needs a lot from certain people at all so how much of those wants you can fulfill doesn't it's not really a a criteria list for me what i really need if someone is capable of doing that like and I was like, eh, the worst we can work it out based off our dynamic. But if we understand our needs very well and we can reassure each other, we can love each other. So for me, I think that means a lot. And it's just like that's kind of how you limit yourself from temptation. It's kind of like you really do, when you have options of people that are trying to get you, you have to be able to convince yourself this person is the best thing for me. If they're not the best thing for you. You're going to be intrigued by what else could be out there. Like and, and if you're being and if you're being starved of one of your needs, you're going to reach out for someone else that can fulfill that need while you might stick with this person or something like that. Uh, 
Um, shit. Question: How do you know separating yourself from people you love can be good? Um, if you're trying to say, is that something that can be good in general? Yes. As much as you love somebody, it doesn't mean they are um, peace friendly. I guess I'll say it's like there's certain people, their personality based off who they are. There's certain things that are always going to come with them. Baggage. We all have baggage. You know, it's just like some people do a great job of not letting their baggage affect anybody else. You feel me? And then some people don't. And some, if somebody has a very um, invasive personality, if they are very talkative and stuff like that, and you're someone who is currently in a state where you're trying to protect your mental peace or whatever, right? Your mental stability, if you're trying to keep that leveled, when you have someone that is so imposing of who they are into you, at times you are incapable of trying to like maintain that balance. And for me, it's just like there are certain people... They're just not good to be around. It's like, I love you as a person because of what you mean to me and everything we've been through. But it's you can love someone and not like them. I hope people understand that. Like, there are certain people that I know I love. Like, I love what you mean to me and everything, like our ties, like, and everything like that. But I don't really like you that much as a person to want to be around you every single day because it's like, you're a person that does this. And I don't like people that do this. Just because I love you, I'm not going to forget about the shit that I don't like being around. I'm going to acknowledge it and I'm going to take a step back. Or if you got to take a, if you got to take space from people you love, I have done it. I've taken space from so many people that I love. It feels great if those people are real enough. If those people care about you, they will un, they will be respectful of you wanting to take space and focus on yourself. As long as you know the love is genuine, if anything were to come up, you guys got each other's back and shit. What else do you fucking need? Like, you got to focus on your life. I got to focus on my life. We're dealing with a bunch of bullshit. Why do we need to talk constantly? If I got to take space to focus on my to get to where I want to get to and you do that later down the line, when we're really accomplishing certain things, we're saying, hey, good job, good job. And when we make it, we celebrate together. Um, Having friends that you fuck around with. I think this was one of those things where I said I will give my opinion on things. Um, so friends with benefits or it works, <laughs> but most of the time somebody's going to get their emotions involved because people get comfortable and then they start losing sight of boundaries they're supposed to have. It's just like, right, let's just say you're fucking one person and it's like friends with benefits. But then because y'all are having sex so much, now you're like, oh, why don't you just stay tonight? He stayed the night once or she stayed the night once. Now it happens two, three times. Now you make it a frequent thing. Now there's a certain boundary and a certain culture. Y'all just change, right? It's like, wait, wait, wait. We're friends with benefits. Friends spend nights with each other, but they don't have sex and then, you know, just sleep in the same bed together, wake up the next morning. Now it's like, if I'm hungry, you're hungry, you want to order some food. Now maybe watch a show after. It's just, there's a lot of things about the dynamic that is so easy to mess up because it's like somebody you have sex with and then your friends. They're two different things, two different types of boundaries. So you're trying to mix the two. To a lot of people, it becomes a very confusing thing and you don't know how to operate with it. But for me, the, when it doesn't work is when you get too comfortable and then there's like this little entitlement, right? It's like, oh, because this is so good between us, I want this just for us. And now it's like, oh, I like you. It's like, you don't really like them, but... 
the lust and then the fact that you appreciate them as a person already to have been friends with them, you kind of, it's just like chemical reaction in your head. You're like, is, is, is this, is, do I like you? Do I really, do I like the sex a lot? And then I really mess with your vibe. You get those two confused and you're just like, oh, maybe I like you and shit. But it's really not necessarily that. Um, should people in their 20s be outliving or saving up to do so later? Um, I think you should live your life in your 20s, of course. But I think at the same time, I don't know what's the rush to get everything out the way so early to the point where you fuck up your future. For me, it's just like, I'm on a party. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But there are certain things. It's like, they're going to be there. I don't have to fucking kill myself to get rushed to it. Like, think about it. Like a Miami trip. I'm an influencer. Do you understand? Everybody talks about, I'm an, I'm an influencer. I'm, I'm a college student. I have not went to one spring break in Miami. Like, I haven't had that Miami trip. And people are like, oh, you got to go to Miami. You got to go to Miami. It's like, Yeah. I could buy the tickets. I could pay for all that shit and it'll be fine. I could come back and I'm perfectly fine. But for me, it's just like, you want me to rush to it, right? So you want me to rush to spend money. The experience is not going to go anywhere. Miami will always be Miami. If it changes a little bit, there's going to be a Miami 2.0. I'm going to go with it and I'll find it. For me, it's just like, I don't think there's a rush to do shit, which is what I see in a lot of people where it's kind of like, now you become too eager by everything. Like, there's a woman is just like, oh, okay, I'm not going to lie. Women are very, there are certain people who's kind of like, I got to do this by this age. I got to do that by this age. And that tends to be woman. For me, from my personal experience, if you're sitting here saying, I age this, I'm going to have that. I age this, I'm going to have this. It's not a very common thing I see from guys. That's not a conversation to have been around that much. If it happens, it's like one of those things where, oh, logically, this would make sense five, 10 years from like, you know, that spread. But in general, to be, I want to have kids by 27, be married by 32. Let's be honest. Okay. And for me, it's kind of like there are certain people, they set certain timelines on their ages so early. And then it's like, oh, wait, if I'm this by this age, this person can't do this no more. So I have to get it out the way, get it out the way quick. Bro, there's no rush. Live your life. Do what you have to do. Whatever is feasible in the moment for you, do that. If you can afford to travel and go to Miami and do all this little extra shit, and it's what you really want to do, not because you're influenced by it may be a good time, and then you're not really indulged. Like, imagine you go and you're like, I didn't really like it. You come back, you're not feeling the great. You have a week off because you're just like, I just spent money on this. Like, at the point, at a certain point, it's kind of like focus on what you have to do. And if it's like, if you got to get to it, fuck it. But if not, and you can take your time and wait. You're good. People, I go to cruises with like older people. You'll see someone in their 50s. But guess what? I am well aware of when I see someone at that age in those types of settings around someone who's 20 and stuff like that. They have money. Like I know like you're not at this age and you're really thinking this is something I'm going to waste my last bit of money on. No, you you made it. Like you grinded and now you're enjoying yourself. And I'm not going to lie. Couples like that that I see that are like, so much older and then they're just sitting there having fun in a cruise with 20 year olds and stuff like that 30 year olds i look at those couples and i'm like wow it's like i don't know what the start of your life looked like or while y'all were really grinding to make it but all i know is if that's what i end up having to do grinding out those years and stuff like that right to accumulate that wealth i will love that to be my life when i'm in my 50s 
imagine you're on a crew, like you're partying, like you're still living your life. I'm, you may die when you're 80. So if you're 50 and you have this idea, my life is done. You plan on not living your life for 30 years. You plan on just trying to survive and just take day by day. Like when you look at it that way and you think like, oh, I'm at 50, even 45. Like at times you're like 60% into your life expectancy. Like that's ridiculous. 60, 45, 75%. Like you have so much more time left than to have like this idea that there's nothing else that comes after that. In my opinion, I think it's ridiculous and it's some bullshit. That's why I don't try to be, say things like, I need to do this by this age. I need to do this by this age. Because I know there's so many different things I can do and there's so many different ways for it to work. And I think that's the thing people are scared of. It's like, you see what's popular, what's working, and you think that has to be what you do. You can figure it out a different way, in my opinion. Um, mental health, how you sometimes miss the depression because it's easier to be comfortable. I don't think people miss depression. Um I think you're I think you kind of lie to yourself about it. If you say you're missing something, right? It's like you're not aware of it at all. You can't necessarily tell me your mental state is something that goes by and you are not recognizing it. Like I'm going to be completely honest, right? If there are times let's just say I'm in a depressive state. I'm not going to say I'm depressed. Because I have never been diagnosed with it, so I want to be respectful to people who do deal with that. And it's out of their control to the point where they do have to take medication for it. If I'm having a depressing week and stuff like that, or I'm having a depressive episode because something happened, the moment something major happened to affect me, I already know that I'm going to have to be dealing with something. So to have this mindset of I'm not going to try to recognize what I'm going to be doing, how my mind is going to work, I think that's just a very... That's someone who's very unaware of their emotions or someone who lacks emotional intelligence. Because I don't ever go through something and I'm like, oh, I'm going to pay zero attention to what happens to me subconsciously and everything like that. No, I want to know what's happening so I can get out of it. So attending to my emotions is something that I'm going to do a lot of. And even if randomly, right, let's just say randomly you see that you're let's go based off certain things that we know normally happen. You're staying in bed a lot longer randomly this week. You're having a harder time waking up. Yeah, we can say you're comfortable because you want to ignore it. Those are good things. They're being complacent like things. So they, they don't require work. You know, it's relaxing for you. That's not something you missed. That's just something you failed to analyze. Like saying you missed something is kind of like, oh, I just didn't recognize it. No, you recognize it the whole time. Because I promise you three nights in a row or three mornings in a row where Part of you knows you want to get up and then you can't get up and you are uh, and you realize it's not happening. Right. By the time it gets to that third time and you're not able to do it when you're incapable of doing some shit, you either get frustrated or you give up. In other words, at the end of the day, though, you realize I'm not able to do this. When you say fuck it, that's when you're saying you miss it. You didn't miss it. You just said I'm not going to make this a priority. When you're someone who actually is like, okay, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take hold myself accountable for this. You're like, oh shoot, three night, three three mornings in a row, I can't get out of bed. I feel like I'm not really that happy. Okay, I may be in a depressive mode. I want to get out of this, so I'm going to recognize it and point my attention to it. When you're someone who says you miss these things, you don't. You noticed it and you chose, like you chose to be complacent. You chose to allow it to be something you can say you missed. But I don't think you can just. 
miss something that you're aware of constantly. Like I don't lose sight of my state of mind, like in the moment. Like I get it. I may not be able to think about where it was a week ago, but as like how we are right now, I would know if I randomly got mad or if I randomly got sad. I may not know why, but I would know it's happening. That's kind of what I'm just trying to say. You can't just miss certain shit like that. Um, Zodiac compatibility. This is like a little quick rush through. I'm going to try to get to like the really quick ones. Uh, Zodiac compatibility. I, I don't believe in Zodiacs. I don't believe in, oh, you're a fire sign, you're a water sign. Oh, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm not going to just, I get the fact that out there it's a profession for certain people. So I'm not going to shit on it. I think those people that really search it and that actually know why it works that way. I respect it. But to people that just open up a fucking app and then just waits for the world to tell you how to live your life, I don't believe you can base your match with someone like that. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, talk about... Okay. Global warming <laughs> is very much a real thing. So basically, it's kind of like... The reason why it's kind of like you'll see like certain summers start getting to start feeling a little hotter because like certain um, seasons are being extended. So there's this thing, right? You see, if you have the world, right, there's this thing outside of it, right? There's this thing called ozone layers. And it's like there are very like multiple. It's layers. So you should know there's multiple of it, right? So there are multiple different ozone layers. And it's kind of like the more they're affected. So the more fucked up they are, the more the rays from the sun can actually get through and Believe it or not, there's a reason why it's like you can't necessarily be that close to the sun. Like, yeah, it's hot. But the thing is, you can't actually be exposed to direct sunlight. It's not something that's healthy for you at all. So basically, the ozone layers are those things that kind of like protect us from the sun's rays. Like those things that are supposed to be like that are chemically not good for us. It kind of protects us from it. And a big part of it, those I'm not going to lie. I remember like being in like seventh or eighth grade. Learning about the fact that ozone layers are being fucked up and things like pollution and everything like the acid rain, the, all of these things like fast fashion. This reason why so many so much pollution happens a lot of the times if you search up like just in general, like these big companies, how much they are actually constantly wasting because this is like they don't make like their orders are not the pre-made. It's like a lot of the times they'll put something out there. They have to meet all the demand and sometimes they can't uh, cal- calculate it properly. So it's kind of like you have so much shit being made constantly. When you go on an app, you are constantly seeing some new shit being made. Not every single time it's sold out and they take it out. There are certain times where this is not doing well and the profit margin from it is not good enough. They will drop it even if they made this much. Because at the end of the day, the production of it, the sending it out, those things are still things they'd have to dedicate time to. And they'd rather do that for products they'd make a higher profit margin off. But yeah, global warming is very much a thing. And it's like... Just be aware of it, I guess. It's like the things that happen around us, it's not just random. The winter's being hot. When it's summer, it starts feeling a little colder than it should. Like, those things happen for a reason. I don't sit here and actually know shit about global warming, but I just, I'm just aware of the fact that these things happen. Um, And, yeah, that's about it. It's about 2.31. I got class at 5, so I'm going to go back to Bentley real quick and be great. Um, I love y'all, and... Y'all should see me in bi-weekly moving forward. And anytime I don't do something, like I said, I will post it on my Instagram story like I posted I would record today. I love y'all. Be great. Just just keep on improving, bro. It's just like whatever it is, however little it is, just get a little bit better each and every single day. And don't be like me and disappoint yourself by trying to do everything at once and then fucking up that whole entire process step by step. 
you'll get there. But if you just start trying to run and you didn't even learn how to crawl yet and you bust your ass, guess what? Now you got to spend so much time trying to pick yourself, trying to deal with the damage that was done that shouldn't have been done. But because of how you went about it, it happened. My point is take your time. Learn how to work on yourself before you start tackling those big issues. Because when you don't do it, you're going to feel like I'm a failure. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. No, you took something you weren't ready to handle. Step by step, work your way up. And then when it's time to deal with the big shit, you'll deal with it and it'll be all right. And even if it takes time, at least you understand how to constantly recognize these things happening. I love y'all.